All right, welcome to Euphoria Season 3, Episode 9. Our guests are going to be Cersei and Cadrill. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for having us. Hello. Thank you for waking up at what I believe is pro player crack of dawn to be here. I know no one is ever excited to wake up before scrim starts, since you guys are usually up to, what, like 3, 4 in the morning? Yeah, same as last night. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Through the power of caffeine, though, we're going to make it happen. Um, this is, of course, a podcast that's available on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify. If you're listening on one of them and prefer something different, know that options are out there. If you're on YouTube, timestamps are in the description. And before we get into things, some bet updates. Yamato Dinner and Karaoke is this Sunday. The Frost Quick Quickshot Tattoo bet is still on. I am going to get pied in the face later today which we may edit into this episode or make separate content. Uh, Attila sang a love song for Upset. It's available on his Twitter. Uh, we'll put a link in the description below in case you missed it. It's a lovely medley, uh, including Wonderwall. It was an Andre uh, Gilhoto, which is, whose name I've probably now butchered, um, played guitar for it. So it was really a coming together, a big effort. Um, but gentlemen, we're here now. And it was, it was an interesting week eight of the LEC. Um, and let's start with the positives for both of your respective teams. We'll start with you, Zersei. You guys took down G2. Uh, I would say quite handily. Like, that did not look oh, like... Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, it was a very one-sided game. Talk to me about that one from your perspective. What, what went down? Well, to be fair, I, was, I, I felt confident going to the series, but I still didn't quite believe, you know, like, believe that we can, uh, we're going to take them down because, like, they're, you know, they're really insane. And even though they, they lost against us, they, I still think they're like the best team in Europe. And the previous week of practice wasn't so great for us because we didn't have internet and uh, teams canceled on us. So uh, that didn't help either. Ooh. So uh, yeah, it was, that's why I wasn't fully confident in going to the series. But I mean, it looked really dominant, it looked really big. Kedra, from your perspective, when you like, was there a moment where you knew that Splice were going to win the game when you saw that? I mean, I think when Sivir got six items, I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, this game looks pretty winnable. Splice late game memes, you know, are coming into my head. But, I mean, I think Kobe played really well that game. Um, he was just cleaning up every fight pretty well, and six items Sivir is kind of hard to deal with. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty damn unstoppable. And regardless now, um, you know, some people, myself included, were very quick to uh, put Splice in C tier after the middle of the split. Shame. Yeah, and uh, now, you're, now you're contesting for second. Uh, admittedly, a difficult head-to-head -head with Vitality, but overall, you know, an excellent end of the season thus far. Still two games to come. On the opposite coin, Excel, notable UK underdogs. You guys smashed Shulka. Cassio bot lane. Uh, you know, obviously just incredible performance from your team, Cadrill. Why like why why now? Why did you why did you smash them? Is this like was this like the full power of Excel finally showing through? Um, I mean, we were kind of the same as Cirque, eh? like the week of scrims weren't that great. We had teams cancel on us and we had a few hiccups here and there. Um, but Mystique's, it was his first LCS game and he was playing Thresh, which is, I think is his probably favorite champion. And him and uh, Jessica were just on the same page throughout the game. Um, they knew where to be on the map and they just played really, really well. And I just uh, picked my Sejuani and followed them around and if I see enemy, I kill enemy. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it felt like. The entire game was like super, super aggressive. Uh, and it did look like everything came together. Obviously, some some huge highlight reels from from special, uh, some fantastic Zoe plays. But this was the one the one Excel game where it did feel like you weren't the end all. You and expect were not the end all be all, which I thought was cool. Which was like a nice change of pace. Yeah, it feels like we're coming to more together as a team, which is good. Like you can see the growth throughout the split, which is great. And um, if if I have to lock in a dog champ to win, then I'll do it happily. So first pick that Sejuani, baby. You just lock it in. Follow people around. That's all it's going to be about. Um, 
Next thing is interesting enough. It feels like there's a lot of teams very quickly falling from grace. Uh, Schalke being one of them. Misfits being the other. How do you guys feel about those teams right now? Because they obviously were... Misfits struggled at the start. They were coming back. Schalke were really good at the start, and now they're falling off of a cliff, like literally just whoa, straight down through the standings. Um, still technically in the run for playoffs. What are your thoughts right now, Cersei, on, on kind of Schalke and Misfits' well, teams? On Schalke, they, at the beginning of the season, they were 7-2, right? Yeah. And I thought they were really great because every time I played them, they just demolished us, like, schemes and uh, stage. So I thought they would just keep going, you know, because they, they look like the best team because they had a really good uh, team coordination. But then I, I don't really know what happened. Like, they just started losing game after game. So I guess their mental went a bit boom. And uh, right now they got the, they finally got the win, which hopefully like will help them. Because uh, I think they, if they can pick up, you know, uh, their stuff and be, uh, just get back on the track, I think they can still be a really good team. And uh, regarding misfits, uh, to be fair, like they have. In, a lot of individual talent, but I feel like as a team they are never on the same page. So that, that's how I felt about them the whole split. Like they are good individually, but they never seem to play as a team. What do you think, Kedro? Um I mean, yeah, I agree. I think starting with Misfits, it feels like Misfits doesn't have a decisive voice in the comms. Um, when you see like the last few games, they just randomly like start the Baron and everyone dies. Um, Yo, that was. <laughs> there was like no turning, no finishing, nothing was going on. Um, I suppose maybe when Gorilla's English gets a bit better, the communication will be better. I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going there, but in regards to Schalke, I'm not sure what's going there either. Like when we face him, especially Upset got a Penta, and I thought when he got this Penta, then they might have a chance to win. And he looks like a really consistent carry for them. He never seems to be doing bad. And Otto Amna seems to be doing good as well, but I'm not sure what's going on in the team. Can we talk about that Misfits Baron for a second? Because you're, you're it's like, is that, just just quick, and I don't want you guys to like throw too much shade out here if you're not comfortable throwing flame, but was that like hands down the worst call of the split? Because like to me, from an outside perspective, they had a year to pull off that Baron. Like that sleepy trouble bubble came in. They were very clearly spotted and they were like, no, no, guys, it's good. It's fine. We're going to keep going into the Kennen and the Jarvan. I mean, they're the Kalista, so maybe they thought that they can just do it with the Kalista, but I, I don't know, like, they just started and that that was the moment, like, they just kept going until either of the team dies, and that's what happened. Oh my god, I mean, it was like, it was, I think hands down, from an outside perspective, definitely, like, absolutely miserable, definitely a tough situation, but... It was really hard to look at it, like, because yeah. you see the enemy team coming towards them, and you know they're just gonna die, but they keep doing it, and you're like, oh god, they're all gonna die one day, and... Yeah. There was this, I think everyone, if you were a Misfits fan, was just like really hoping for a miracle at some point here. Um, I kind of wish this was your game though, Zersi, if I was honest. Just just so that we could have gotten an MS paint drawing of, of the Baron pit. <laughs> mm, well, we wouldn't have been in that scenario because we are much better. No, I mean, the, I was going to say you're the team collapsing, not the team uh, getting collapsed. I'm not, uh, wish, I'm not wishing Misfits uh, fate upon you, dude. <laughs> Why I say? Oh, okay, okay. That would be <laughs> so harsh. Yeah, I was like... Uh, but yeah. Could you have given us an accurate paint depiction of that Baron Pit moment? It's a it's a really tough moment and it's really heartbreaking as well. So I, I I'm not too sure if I can recreate the moment. Yeah, it was a pretty emotional, difficult moment to capture. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the on the subject of MS Paint, before we get into our primary topics today, Cato, do you have any any extra talents? I asked you this before. 
I know you have an interesting history as a gamer, which I found very exciting. Yeah, I played. A l <clears throat> I think my only talent is gaming, from what I've seen in my childhood. So, yeah, like Halo 2, Halo 3. Yeah, that's where my first games I went pro in, and then World of Warcraft, and then League of Legends. Zers, did you ever play Halo 2 or Halo 3? No. Okay, so Halo 2 no is idea. one of the... My favorite, I would just say one of the best shooters of all time, but it was also the most degenerate game ever. Because <laughs> it was so utterly ridden with bugs that it became a necessity and competitive. Um, just imagine, like, a, basically a bug with Yasuo where you can with one-shot anyone the second you get into melee range. And that oh was, like, a core part of the competitive scene. Good old BXR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was, it was amazing. It was a really good game, but also it was, like really bad you could like animation cancel like half of the animations in the game and it's a first person shooter right so but I mean, that, I, that sounds f f fun for a viewer <laughs> it was like, sick that was my first esports experience sick. yeah and the best part is they can't hotfix it or update it because it's just a cd game so it's perfect we lived in the glory days back when people couldn't fix games that was that was peak <laughs> peak gaming <sighs> makes me miss release zinzao release leblanc things like that i don't miss the cassadin though the Perma Ben Cassidy in, oh in what season three, season four, that could one shot you. I mean, I feel like Cassidy, like anytime Cassidy's even remotely good, he's perma ban worthy. Because they had to keep like this champion never shows up, and they still have to nerf him for solo queue. Yeah, I mean, the champion is weird because like in, in solo queue, it's so easy to get fed to be fed as any champion. Like if you are good, you can get fed with any champion, and uh, the champion like scale is insanely good, so that makes it even harder for the enemy team to do something against it. Final follow-up question, Kedrol, on your, on your Halo 2 experience. Is there any transferable Halo skills from League of Legends that you feel like you kept? Um, I think, well, it was in Halo 3 I had a team, so I guess I learned to be a team player, but I was only like 14, so I can hardly remember it, but I guess no, not really. Were you toxic in Xbox Live voice comms? Yes. As per usual, as for everyone is. <laughs> it's a legacy. It's something you have to pass on. All right. So uh, as you guys are both new, I wanted to kick off with something a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, this name has a game. I don't know what, or this game has a name. I don't know what the game's name is, but I'm just going to explain it. Uh, and if now, if you're listening in podcast land, this one is going to be potentially better appreciated as video, but still appreciable. Oh man, I'm struggling uh, as audio only. But basically, I have printed out player names on sheets of paper. I'll show you to your camera, we'll show this camera to you. Oh my God, there's so many. Um, and what's gonna happen is, we're gonna take turns holding player names up on our foreheads. Hopefully blind, if you see it, be honest. You know, like just pass it on, we'll get you a new one. Uh, and then the other people have to try to give you hints to help you guess that player. Now you can't say that player's role, you can't say that player's team, and you can't say that player's like real name or variation of their screen names, right? Okay. Um, so. Which one of you would like to go first is my first question. And if you're if you're struggling with this, I don't really know a good way to explain this. So um, you will see if you are in video and or podcast land. If you're in podcast land, see if you can guess based on the audio hints before they get them. And if you're in video land, just enjoy the uh, the comedy of trying to get these guys to guess professional players. You guys are either going to be really insane at this or it's going to be impossible. Yeah, and I'm actually not sure what, what uh, the yeah. answer is going to be. Who wants? Yeah? I, I can start. You'll start? All right. So do I just close my eyes and do... Yeah, I'm going to close... You close your eyes. Kid okay. will pass him this one. You can see it. It doesn't matter if you see it. Now just hold it up to his forehead. All right. And you, you hold it. You hold it. Now turn to face the camera. <coughs> All right. Now we need to give him hints. You want to go first? Uh, mm. Very expressive face. Vipo? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. How did you get that? Yes, I mean, you put that. That's a point for you. I don't know how I mean, we're scoring this, but that's the most expressive like player. So it was easy. All right, was Pedro, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna hand you one. You keep your eyes closed. We'll figure this out. I'm gonna try it. Out. Okay. All right. Hold on. It's like that. Put your, put your hand up your head. All right. I gave a hint the last time. I feel like I feel like you have something I, in mind. I feel like I have an idea. Mm. Yeah. Tongue. 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 Tongue is the hint. Tongue. Tom Kench. Tom Kench. Norskin. No. What support would we reference? Okay. What support would we reference? Kiss. 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 Uh. Yeah, so I said support. I shouldn't have said support. I thought for sure. <laughs> but we're not supposed tongue. to say champions, are we? Yeah, no. Champions, I think, are fine. You can't say role, role. player name. You can okay. definitely Team. say champions. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I said that at the start and I messed it up. But yeah, I feel like you should be able to say champions. Okay, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Hell yeah! All right, I'm gonna get one. Is this the right way up? Yep. Yeah. Papa Smithy tweets about some health after games. Oh God! Oh wait, that's free. Is that Gorilla? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, Papa Smithy tweets about European players. So I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Only we only have one Korean import that Papa Smithy tweets about. All right, free. <clears throat> All right, I'm just gonna pass that one down. That one's for it's for users, hey. Okay. Hmm. Ooh. Do you want to go? I feel like I can... I mean, there's the things I'm thinking of are too obvious, I think. Yeah, well, ooh, okay, all right. Uh, missed every cue is Lee Sin. Maxwell? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry, but I, I just remembered the, his game against... Wait, who was against uh, Rogue? Where he played listening to Pantheon. Oh, yeah. That's also true. That's a good, really good guess and just Pretty hilarious good. because it's okay, not I'm, who it I'm, is. I'm like, okay, uh, I mean, it's really free if I say there's two champions. There's so many of these. And it'd be really free. I mean, he's a jungler if yeah, he okay. means. It's the second one, Elise, that you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. Elise Leeson. Broxo? Oh, Elise Leeson Good Karthus. guess as well. Oh, yeah, Karthus. Oh, Yankos. There you go. <laughs> Karthus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Max Lord. If you're, if you're watching. Well, to be fair, after I saw his listening performance against Rogue, I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick up this champion and I'm pretty sure I can play it better. And then I played it against Rogue and I got the win. So. Brutal. Alright, put that on your head. We'll do one more round. Right way up? No, it's totally upside down. Flip it over. You got it. Alright, face the camera. Give him the show. Alright. Mm. How, do, how do you do this one? <clears throat> I mean, champ champions are really easy, right? Like, yeah, champions are really free. And his nicknames, like, is just gonna be obvious. Um, ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha is your hint. Mario. It's a that, that. Oh, it's Jizuke. There you uh, go. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> I guess that's what it's Was it Mario? <laughs> I feel like it's too free. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The first thing that came to my mind was that ha ha was Nunubot. <laughs> so I was thinking of cold. All right, boys. Is it the right way up? It's the uh, no, yeah. it's definitely not. Wait, Wait it's Emma. blank. It's blank. <laughs> 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 Did not do a good job cutting these out. Okay, wait, hold on. 
the best part is if you're in podcast, you just have no idea how much I'm struggling with this uh, with this paper right now. But upside, upside down. down. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not too sure. He has a very nice beard. Uh, ooh. Cabochard? No. Oh, Nuke Duck. No. <laughs> Maxlor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice beard is like the freest <clears throat> process of elimination ever because there's like five nice beards. Yeah, everything else was pretty obvious as well. So that was your that ranking. Was my, I was my like final. That one. was the tier list of beards. That was, yeah, it was pretty much. That was actually list. like a subconscious tier list. That was beers. a subconscious tier list. Although to be fair, Nuketux is very 50-50. Cabo always looks fresh. Nuketux is like he's either like got the beard oil in and he's looking fresh, or he's looking like mad homeless. <laughs> there's like peak Nuketux where he like looks really good, or then there's like. We, we pulled him out of the alley. He said he could play League of Legends. We're going to put him on stage, Nuke Duck. So that Nuke Duck, I don't want to say, is always ahead of Max Lord, but maybe sometimes. We have time for one more, gentlemen. Who wants the final one? I'll take it. You'll take it? Oh, God. I, don't wanna, I can read them. It's so hard. Actually, wait. Here. Let's communicate. Work with me. We can pick one. We're going to pick one for him. I mean, something that's going to promote hilarity. Uh, I'm not sure which one's funny. Oh man. Yeah, we can do that one. Okay. I'm scared. You got it. Yeah. Hand it up. There you go. Alright, we can on only use. Oh man, how do you do this one? As our producer Phil suggested only using sounds, no description for the last one, but I feel like there are no we champion names. No champion names. No champion names? No champion names. Okay. There was one that popped to mind from last weekend's game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Come on, come on. Give me a hint. I was thinking of what we were talking about earlier as well, but mm. that makes it too obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog champ. Mm. Dog? Dog champ? Dog champ. Close. Ooh. Close? Close. It has to be a top blender. Because only top winners use the... Right, what other the hints can we get in here? What other hints can we get in here? Some jungle too, but mostly top, yeah. <laughs> really sad about playing dog champs. Odonna. <laughs> there you <Yes>. go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the, the backflip thing. Oh, the or, backflip thing uh, would have yeah. been sick. Yeah, we were talking about the, the euphoria bit where I had to dress up like a cheerleader. <laughs> and if you miss that episode, all Odawamne does is keeps trying to add more stakes to the bed. He's like, and we have to do a backflip. And you have to do a dance. And you have to sing a song. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> That's the Odo special. Odo's, Odo's, Odo's all in all the time. All right. That was a game. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, that game has a name. And if you know it, you should send it to me. Also, if there were any better hints that we could have used, please let me know. Um, because now we get into the meat of today's show, gentlemen. And that's to talk about both of your respective teams. And I think we're going to start, we'll start with Excel, because Excel is an interesting one. Now, obviously, locked out of playoffs. You guys have a 25% win rate. You've won some, some sick games. You almost won that G2 game, which is one thing that I'll keep bringing up that people like to bring up when they want to talk, when they want to praise you. Almost. By this game. Then you got capsed, which happens. It does happen. So talk to me a little bit about the project from, from your perspective, Kajal. Like, what, what went well this split? What went wrong? Like, how do you feel like it went overall? Um, I mean, it's a brand new organization in the LCS, so obviously there's going to be a lot of hiccups. Um, they had this broad picture idea of a 10-man roster and flying back and forth between London and Berlin and training together and stuff like this and swapping players in and out, um, which all like sounds nice and makes sense, but the reality of it is sometimes it's kind of hard to pull those things off because it takes a lot of time. 
Um, so there was a few problems we noticed at the start of the split. Um, <clears throat> for example, we were supposed to be living in London and then flying back on the weekends. Um, <clears throat> but that didn't happen, so we're staying in Berlin permanently now. But the ideas are good, and I think that in summer split, some of the ideas will start to shine. Um, but you can see that throughout this split, the 10-man roster has somewhat worked. Um, there's been two changes, I think, this split. And it's it's been going pretty well with the changes. Like, the 10-man roster is working, and the good thing about the academy team is they're growing quite quickly. So it also helps me as a player, because someone else is ready to take my spot if I don't start, like, try-harding. So that's quite nice as well. But um, <clears throat> it's my first time with the 10-man roster, and it's actually pretty nice, I think. Seriously, now, Splice has their, um, oh God, I always want to call it an academy team, but it's not an academy team. They have the Vipers, they have the, do you guys, do you guys experiment at all? Not with, like, the 10-man roster so much. I know you guys pulled in Arome, but do you guys ever, like, scrim against your well, um, LVP team? LVP is not even right, the Super League of Orange team. Well, we had plans to do, like, 1v1s between the laners and the scrims, and, like, instead of playing solo queue in the morning, just mm -hmm. scream each other and mix up, uh, mix up the players a bit. But it never really happened because the schedule was really uh, different to ours, so we never had the time for uh, for this play to do something like that. I was kind of I was kind of hoping that like maybe that there would be some experience there with against ten man rosters because it is such a new concept. Well, not really a new concept, but like this is one of the first times we've seen it. A, a team actually commit to and use it because like <clears throat> excuse me, if we remember like Fnatic two years ago was like, ooh, we have a 10-man roster, and then they're like, never mind, we have this roster that we'll pull people from at a will and just like, we'll doom this challenger roster. So this is the first time I feel like we've seen a team swap that. Um, Zersi, do you like do you like the idea of a 10-man roster? Is this something that you think is really cool in League of Legends? I mean, I can see it being good, but at the same time I can see, like, you know, like, you have the, this five-man unit and they are used to playing with each other. Like, they know what the others think, what, you know, how they want to play the game and then you put another guy who maybe has another idea of how to play the game and uh, I can see that being a bit difficult in the beginning because you have to get used to, to the new guy but then uh, like Fnatic did last year with Bipo and Soros when you have two players who played two different styles like I can see that being beneficial to the team as well mm. so I can see it being good and bad at the same time. Kajal, do you think overall like this pursuit of the 10-man roster do you think that this split has it hurt or helped you guys? Um, it's helped us, I'd say, because we haven't really found our footing as a team yet, and we haven't found an identity. So swapping in and out players can help you see different different sides of the team. And if, for example, I set out one scrim set, I could watch the team from an outside perspective, and I can see what's going wrong. So it's helped us, I think, this split. But I think that it could cause lots of tension and stuff like this. Um, but I think that if the organization handles the environment properly, and the players get along well, then there's not as much tension. You've worked in a couple different environments now, Cadrill. I mean, H2K was, was the last experience where you were obviously swapped in and out pretty repeatedly over what was, it was kind of the struggle of a final year there for H2K. How do you think that this environment compares to that environment that you were on on H2K? Well, when I joined H2K in summer, they were already 0-10, so they were kind of locked out of playoffs already. Um, but I was really friendly with all the players, like they were close friends of mine, like Sheriff and Sprattle and Selfie and Smithy, of course. Um, and I got along really well with them. So when I got to the house, I mean, the atmosphere wasn't great because they were essentially playing for nothing, <clears throat> but they still wanted to win. So when it came to game days, it was actually kind of fine. Like everyone was really positive and the environment was really good. But um, obviously here, the, the atmosphere is still really good as well, even though we're out of playoffs because everyone's really hopeful for summer split and that's what everyone's working towards.
Yeah. And I mean, I hope that this project continues to improve because I think <clears> that like this, I ultimately don't know if like 10 man rosters are the right choice for the future for Jure of Law, but it's like cool, right? Like I think conceptually it's cool and like the, the values are cool. Like I love the period of time where we had, you know, sister teams in Korea and it was Samsung Blue Screaming Samsung White. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, will it work? We'll, we'll find out. But you guys have obviously been improving over the course of the split. Um, beating Schalke was like a cool representation of that, even if Schalke have been struggling. Um, from an outside perspective, Zersi, what is what is your take on, on the Excel split overall? Like, was there was there anything that you thought that they did really well? Was there anything that you thought like kind of held them back? What are your thoughts? Well, at the first weeks, I didn't really have an opinion. I just thought that they're kind of bad. Sorry. But then uh, as the split went on, like, uh, I realized that uh, KDL and Expect are, have really good synergy and that to me, they were the carries of the team. And then uh, they just started picking up some wins. And I realized they actually have, you know, like they have potential. And it might be a bit too late into the season uh, for them to, to get back. But I, I can definitely see them uh, being a threat in the summer split. Which is good. I mean, I think that like in these long-term project sense, especially with long-term partnerships, you kind of want to shoot for those, those bigger, uh, more longer-term goals. Kajal, do you feel like you can set your aspirations for playoffs coming into summer split? Like, is that what you're shooting for? Or are you guys shooting even higher than that? Mm, individually, I'm shooting for like top four, which is kind of hard to reach. Um, but I think in summer split, we can definitely make playoffs. I think that's something very realistic for us. Um, I think that we're growing every day and we can see the results. I think that this split has been more of a learning curve, <clears throat> both for the players and the organization. <clears throat> because we have Jessica, the rookie, and the first couple of weeks he felt kind of shaky, but now he's getting really comfortable on stage, and I can start to see his play like developing, and he's getting really, really good. Um, also, we have like Mystique, who's a rookie, Special, who's a rookie, so essentially, last weekend we kind of played with three rookies, and even myself, right, I haven't played a full split of LCS, so it's kind of like four rookies in one split, so, I mean, by summer, I think everyone's confidence will be really high, motivation will be really high, and... I'm just excited to see what this roster can bring um, mm. when we have something to play for, right? Are you confident in those ceilings, those skill ceilings? Because like, these are names that I think that people haven't seen. Like we've, we've seen one really good game from you guys in the, in the Schalke game where like your bot side of the map dominated. You and Expector kind of have had really good performances across a lot of the games this split, but for, for your bot lane, it, it hasn't been as consistent in your mid lane, obviously swapping out halfway through the season. Do you, do you have a lot of confidence where um, Special and Jessica could end up in terms of like where they rank in the mid lane and AD carry tier list? I mean, from scrims, from my perspective in scrims individually, um, their laning phases are really strong in scrims and they're really solid players and I can trust them really well. Um, just translating that to stage is a lot more difficult. Um, but I think on stage they've been playing pretty well as well. I think that the losses that we've suffered with uh, Special and Jessica hasn't really been their fault. Sometimes it was just a team, like coordination wasn't there and it felt like we lacked a lot of synergy. Um, I felt like the only ones in the team which had synergy was me and Expect. And then we played our game and then we came together with the rest of the team later. Um, but the last few weeks I felt good, like the win versus SK was really good. We played a lot more like a team. Um, the win versus Schalke was a lot more team orientated and I think we're getting better and better. Yeah, and I think some of that shows through, and I think some of that's going to have to be proven when it comes to summer split, but I'm excited. Obviously, off-season is time for a lot of changes, and the nice thing about spring and summer is that there's usually a lot less roster swaps, so teams get a lot more established, a lot more comfortable. Uh, Shockla, obviously, very much one of those success stories uh, from last year where they were down and out, and they managed to come back. Hopefully, you get that story rather than, uh, you know, like the Misfit story here where they're maybe, maybe scraping into playoffs. As a final question to cap off our, our kind of our quick dive into Excel. 
I want Xerxes to hit this one first, and then Cajal, you're going to follow up, because this is absolutely the meme question, but the people need to know. Uh, Xerxes, let's say your coach tells you you're going to play Urgot Jungle okay. in a game. Now, admittedly, you've probably practiced this in the scrims at this point. I want you to run me through like what you think would be good about this champion, what would be bad about this champion, because you're an innovator yourself. But to be fair, I actually played Durga Jungle before. Like, if you remember, there was one patch where they buffed the the passive for jungle camps. Yep. And it was around revivals, and I actually played the champion in the next solo queue, and I got flamed a lot, and I lost the game. So <laughs> I don't have the okay, best. So there, there you go. Some so, good experience. So I know the champion, NA. but I don't. I don't have the best experience with, with okay. the champion. So tell me, like. If if you were if you were to describe like how would you play this jungle Urgot? Could do you think people can make it work? Mm, at the moment, no. But before the nurse, I would say she was a f- fine pick. Like if you can manage to get if you had to put him on a jungle tier list. If they're like S tier is what we see normally, and like B tier is like some of these Zach picks that people are randomly uh, throwing in. Like where is I, I Urgot? Don't think he be- belongs in any tier. Like <laughs> she's like somewhere special. You know, <laughs> But the thing Edge Lord picks. Yeah, like the thing is, you, you need to get past early game. Uh-huh. Like to, you need to get to level six. And the, when I used to play the champion, I played I played with praise the attack. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, the, I guess the spell book makes sense because you have the resmite and the ignite and the world. Like there is no way anybody's going to contest your level six in the river. So it makes sense if you can survive the early game. Cadrel, talking about you. You were the av- uh, the brilliant mastermind behind Urgot Jungle on the LEC stage. Was this first off? Was this always planned? Like when you when you locked in that Urgot on stage, were you like going in knowing that this was going to be a jungle pick, or were you holding on to it as a flex until the last minute? Well, the Urgot jungle had so many benefits. We we started screaming it in December. We started playing it like this is way before the nerfs, and oh, we had a lot of success with it. I'd say like we play it normally on red side when like mm-hmm. you first rotated Urgot, and then they think, oh, it's Urgot top, let's pick Victor, and then what we do, we just put Urgot jungle and then pick like an Irelia. And then we'd have like a strong, strong dominant top side. Um, but our win rate in scrims on Urgot was probably like 80%. I'm not even kidding. Like we had like maybe 12 games of Urgot. And I think it was our most successful jungle pick. Um, I think the champs, like once you have Spellbook, it becomes really diverse as a champ. Like as long as you can get to level six. And at level six, you can just one v on anyone. And even when it comes to mid game, right, I can just run bot lane with Ghost and then just like kill their top laner, and then it's like, oh, they start a Nash, I'll just swap the TP and just TP to Nash, and then there, there were so many different ways you could play it, and it just felt like a really solid pick if you could flex it. Obviously, in the end, um, it struggled a little bit in that game. <laughs> yeah. We saw it didn't, it, more of a scrim pick than a stage pick, it looked like in the end. Um, is the, Are you going to be the kind of guy that innovates now? Because my boy Zerse over here, she's on Splice now, and he's not allowed to have fun. He plays only S-tier meta picks, maybe an A-tier meta pick every once in a while. Is this the identity that you want to establish for yourself? Are you going to be the weird jungle picks guy? No, I'm going to be more like a solid jungle pick and some carry junglers where I can get it if my coaches allow me. But I felt like Urgot was kind of a carry jungler. Um, it was something I was working on for like months and I was like, okay, I'll finally get to play it on stage one day and then the day wasn't coming and then the fi- day finally came and it all went to hell. So that's kind of <laughs> sick. I saw Yorick, I was like, dang, this is this is the fleck. Yorick jungle, it's going to be great. And then it was Urgot and I was like, oh no, please. Yeah. The worst, the worst part of all was in the caster lounge. So Ender worked on the playtest team, right? And so he was like, "York Jungle's possible. York Jungle's possible." And he's like slamming the button I to talk to producers. Well. He's like trying to explain. He's like just yelling a million miles per minute, trying to explain how York Jungle will work. And then you swap it into York Jungle. And he's like, "Oh no, they're doomed." He was skeptical, <laughs> but I, I'm glad to hear that. Like, in the, I'm there with you on the theory craft end. I obviously didn't see your scrim games, but obviously, 
Urgot level six wherever you put the Urgot is gross. Getting him to that level six is always a question mark outside of top slash mid lane, but I, I see the level six just being disgusting with challenging Smite. Yeah, at level six, it's like 2v2, 2v3. It's kind of impossible to lose, right? So it's like one stun lands and the Urgot ult flies out the bush from a pink ward, and then that person knows even if they're going to flash, they're like dead, right? So it was more of like a a pick where you wouldn't ever dare to all in because Urgot could be anywhere. And the second you all in, if you get hit by the ult, then you're just dead. The fear of Urgot. It's kind of the same with Yori jungle because I played, <laughs> I played Yori jungle. So, like, you know, I played like all the champions, and uh, Yorick has kind of the same problem that if you can get to level six, because uh, if you remember, they they buffed the ultimate that it mm -hmm. follows you everywhere. Yep. So you could technically have it in jungle, deal like deal uh, maximum health percentage damage, and have the little ghouls following you. So in theory, it was good, but it suffers the same problems that as uh, Urgot. Where you just have to where you need, just you need to get to level, level six. six. Yeah, so that, that's the hardest part. I like that you know, though. And that gives us a chance now to talk about Spice. Thank you again, Kedro, for like shedding some light on like what went well uh, in the Excel organization and kind of, I think, setting high expectations, but good expectations um, for the split coming in. And we'll keep an eye specifically on you. Top four. Is that, and just to clarify, is that you as a jungler or your team as a whole? Um, both. I, th I had okay. hoped so. You want to be top four in both? Got yeah. it. That's easy. Now we have that to hold on to uh, until the end of time. You, my friend, on the other hand, there's playing on Splice. Now there's, before we get into the kind of the perception of your team, which I think has been, uh, let's say mixed publicly, a lot of people's strong opinions either way. Um, let's talk a little bit about it, you as an innovative jungler, because we haven't gotten to see that side of you. Do you do you miss that? Do you miss the innovative jungle picks? I understand, of course, you want it like coaches. I'm not trying to flame Duke and the team. Like you want to put the guy on the best champion you can put him on. But when is that best champion going to be something weird? That's all I want to know from an outside perspective. I mean, I still come up with new ideas because if you remember last, I, yeah, last year in the spring split, I, I'm I'm the one who brought the Thunder pick. I'm aware. We bring it up every time it shows up on international stage. So like, it's like the number one EU caster flex. Anytime a Korean jungler picks you, we're like, we made this. We're better than you, slightly NA. <laughs> like, hold on to that one until we die. So, like, I, I still come up with, with the creative picks, but uh, I used to get flamed a lot in the past for not being able to play the meta. And that made me reluctant a bit to come up with new ideas because I always had this idea. Like mentality that I can challenge the meta and come up with better picks that can be better than the actual meta picks. And uh, after getting flamed, you know, I kind of wanted to prove everyone that I can play with the meta picks, but I can come up with new creative picks as well. And that's what I've been working the past year because I've recently picked up Lucina as well. And uh, right now, I like I I like to believe that I can play all the champions. Kedril, uh you have to play solo queue against this guy sometimes. Um, is there any particular Xerxes special that like just hard tilts you that you just like never want to see? That's just some like weird, weird something in your solo queue games. I mean, every game you're against him, he's either like in solo queue, mostly playing like Ivern, Kane, and stuff like this, and Karthus. But the number one thing he's playing is Silas jungle, and uh, he's somehow convinced everyone to start playing it as well. And every game, when I see like a Silas on any team, I'm like. That's probably Xerxes. <laughs> Just confirming that this is on your like actual your name account. This isn't on a, pr a private account, right? We're not leak. We're not leak. You're, you. No, I have I have uh, my main account which is named Holy Rebis, and uh, basically on that champion I have like 70 games of Silas as my most played champion, and then my second most played champion is Kane with 14 games. So the difference is like 50 games or. But so. you're com you're combating the perception that you can't play meta, right? <laughs> 
I mean, in solo queue, like there are. I like to have fun in a way, so I played the fun champions, and yeah. uh, that's why I have so much Silas game because like yeah. I, I I have so much fun with champions because you can find like new combos and you get to steal new worlds every single game. So that's what makes it so fun. I'm gonna give a freebie pitch to the Splice content team. Make a Silas jungle guide featuring Cersei. That would be hype. People would want to see that. Because I hate playing normal junglers. I was a cane one trick all of last year. So I definitely loved losing games at five minutes when the enemy jungler could actually do something <laughs> and I couldn't. But it was still a good time. Um, focusing in on the team, uh, Splice, before we jump into um, your perspective of Splice, Kedro, I want to see if, if you share what, what I feel is the outside perspective. So from my perspective, Splice has always been considered this slow team. They've been considered this team where like no one player really like stands out, right? Like it's like when the team is doing well, it's usually a team thing. Uh, for a while, it was like Kabi as a whole. And like a lot of people just generally count Splice out. And as an example, me and uh, the Vitality Boys made this two weeks ago, I think now. Where we put Splice in C tier. Now, at the, like at the time, admittedly, you guys were near the top of the standings. The expectation was is that you would fall and you would continue to fall. Now, you, you have proven that wrong. Uh, you had a fantastic win against G2. But, Cadrill, do you feel like some of these perspectives where, like, Splice is this slow team, Splice is this, like, team that's, like, hard to put faith in, do you feel like that's justified? Or do you feel like there's, like, is the community, or is, like, this negative perception of Splice unfair? Like, what's your thoughts? Um... Well, honestly, I think Splice got away with a few, like they got quite lucky throughout the split. No offense. A, cou a couple of their wins were like really coin flip and they got away with so many things that they shouldn't have, like games where they were behind and then they came back in late game or games where like Xerxes just randomly steals Baron against a Cho'Gath ult and double smite. And uh, yeah, they get away with so many like crazy wins where it's like, damn, they can't keep getting away with this, right? And even against us, it feels like we were playing like a Nocturne comp and mm -hmm. It felt like we had the lead, and it felt like we were winning team fights, but they got away, they got away with it again, and they randomly got like objectives, and yeah, I think we just played it bad, but I mean, they're obviously doing something right, so if this slow paced game is working for them, then uh, it's probably going to be good for them, but I think in like a, a best of five against like a high tempo team, mm -hmm. maybe in best of five against G2, it would be quite hard, but it seems that they really do find their footing in mid late game. And to be fair, best five against G2 sounds pretty hard for any team right now. I don't want to be like that to be the standard because not a lot of our teams are going to pass that test. Uh, you know, we're kind of just hoping. That's going to be really scary. <laughs> um, from your perspective, I say, like, talk to me about this 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 perception thing because I mean, um, even honestly, even now with you guys contesting for second, obviously not having the head to head against Vitality is big, but I, I'm still skeptical because I have. I have put faith in the Splice dream before, and I have been burned. So I, I'm curious. Sell, sell your team to me. Talk to me about, like, what, what are you guys good at? How do you feel about this, this concept that you're a slow team? I mean, it, it started from last year. Uh, I mean, in a way, like, the perception is kind of justified, and I know that most, most of our games are relatively boring and slow, and we're just farming for late game. Uh, but we, we, are, we are aware of that, and... We, it's not like we enjoy that style of playing either. Like, I personally want to fight. I want to go in the enemy jungle. I want to take his raptors. I want to contest the crowd. But sometimes, like, we either we either mess up the draft or like we we sometimes play a bit too way too scared on stage, and uh, that kind of leads to the slow games. But uh, as you saw last week, we we try to play more aggressive. We try to challenge up G2 because, like, honestly, if you're just if you're gonna play against G2 and you're gonna play for late game, it's gonna be really hard because they're just gonna demolish you in the early game. So you have to do something. And uh, against SK, we we are just trying to 
to prove to ourselves, especially that we we can be decisive and we can play the early game. Uh, and uh, we are on the, I would say we are on the right track right now. It does feel a little bit like you guys are on the up and up. Is this is this an issue that persists in scrims as well, or is this just a stage issue where you talk about like people not being as willing to to be aggressive? Uh, the thing is, I, I actually feel like we play worse in scrims than on stage. Ooh. Like surprisingly, I don't know. It's weird because like our scrims are not that slow. Like we actually, in scrims, like we actually in scrims we lose the early game, but we have really good mid game rotations. And on stage, we actually win the early game. And have but then the mid game, <laughs> but then the mid game looks we are, we are so slow that that's why we scale to late game because we have no idea what to do in mid game. So uh, that's the problem we are facing right now. Kajal, the mid game thing shows up a lot. When you look at Splice mid game, is there like any one thing you like? If you're let's say Coach Kajal, you know, for like a week, I don't know. I'm just making up a situation where you need to have an answer for this. But uh, what is there anything in the mid game that you see that's like super off or like anything that like seems like it's holding them back, or is it just like player decision making? Um, it's probably just as a team. I think it's hard to judge their mid game because I haven't watched most of their games, but. I feel like their mid game, if they're faltering in mid game, it's kind of the same as us. Like our mid game is also really bad. But <clears throat> I think what I noticed against Splice is a weakness. Well, not a weakness, but like a, a point that you can target is um, just like hard forcing on their mid laner. I feel like just going on Humanoid over and over and just forcing on him felt like for us it was quite successful. Um, so I think that this might be a weak spot on the mid game if he's playing over side or something. Um, but other than that, uh, I guess the mid games just come from a team sort of perspective. Mm. And in your eyes, like where where do you see the team in terms of development? Um, sort of say in response, like do you, do you feel like humanoids like seventy percent of the way there, eighty percent of the way there? Like how close do you think he is to being like peak humanoid? Let's say. I think we're gonna see peak humanoid in in playoffs. I think he's been playing really good, especially for a rookie. Like he was nervous on stage and he had really good games like and his cons are really good and aggressive as well and uh i, I think she's she's getting there for sure now we talked a little bit about, about synergy cage obviously you and expect have you know great synergy and that shows through uh and to a certain degree there's a you and Vizachachi have, have shown some good synergy how do you feel like you're building some of that with humanoid as well or is that is that coming a little bit slower uh, it, it is a bit slow it's definitely slower than uh with chachi but uh, uh we we have an entire split right so uh, Hopefully by playoffs we're gonna have that peak synergy. So now for for Kedril, I, Kedril, I kind of gave the cop out to you, right? Because your team's already out of playoffs, so we can talk. Not even a cop out. We can talk more long term because that's what's there. That's what's available. Now you're talking to me more about like this, like hey, we're working towards this. We're building this up. But you also have playoffs right around the corner. Like you do not have a lot of time to get like peak splice on the stage, Cersei. Like what what's what do you think is like the number one thing that you guys need to focus on? To like to like get show those performances to win those best of fives that are coming up. Well, I think we just need to to work on our mid game. So we are more. So we just need to be more decisive in mid game, so it doesn't lead to to the late game splice games. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's yeah, it's a little tough. Yeah, because uh, I think our early game most of the time it's good. Like on stage, we are actually the second team with the highest lead at 15 in gold. Uh, it's just that our mid game rotations are somewhat messy. Yeah. Sometimes you guys chill. I've noticed that. Yeah, we're chilling way too much. We're just chilling a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. Like, um, is is this like a? Do you need a stronger voice on the team? Like, is there someone that is is a strong voice, or people just not saying anything in the mid game? Like, how how is communication? Mm, well, uh, 
not sure how to go around this question because I don't want to reveal too much. But uh, you don't need to, you don't need to say if there's like one specific person, right? Like I don't want you to like reveal the the shot caller if that's something you're trying to hide. But like, do you feel like you have strong mid game communication? Is there a voice that is saying, "Do this, let's go, let's go"? I think we we have, but this we are really inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we all we we can all see the play and know what we're supposed to do, and sometimes we are all lost. So it's kind of a team effort to see to see the play. Okay. Well, I want to know more, but you're you're going to hold back, and I respect that. You're allowed to hide your information going into playoffs because someone apparently shot calls much worse when they get <laughs> camped, and I don't know who it is, but I'm going to find out. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. I mean, I, I, the thing is, is if you had to rate as a as a kind of cap off to this, if you had to rate Splice on this tier list now, obviously a lot of things on this tier list aren't great. We have Schalke in B tier, which eh. Ah, it was arguable up until maybe this past week um, where they've just continued to fall off of a cliff. Um, misfits, too. We can't get them all right, you know? Sometimes teams just, just fall. It's just rocketing out of the bottom of the standings. Do you feel like you guys are an A-tier team? Are you ready to contest the teams that you're currently fighting for second place in? Or do you feel like you're, like, one step behind? In a way, I would say we are somewhere somewhere between A and, like, A and B. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we are insane yet but uh, we're definitely at the top like top three top four i would say what what where are you going to be when playoffs hits are you still going to be in that same spot or are you going to be like in playoffs we're going to be the best team playoffs are going to be the best team there you go that 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 felt i'm gonna be honest that felt a little i felt a little like uh just trying to tell me what i wanted to hear no that's what i believe that's what you believe all right man I'm going to hold you hold you to that we're going to be the best team in playoffs well that's exciting um now playoff predictions are exciting. Uh, I just keep saying the word exciting. Don't ask me why. It's my crutch word of the day. Uh, I'm. There is currently four teams qualified for playoffs, which I had written down somewhere. All right, let's go. So G2, Origin, Vitality, and Splice. Now there's four teams battling it out, which is Schalke, Misfits, Fnatic, SK. Almost forgot about SK. So I, I'm curious from your guys' perspective. Kate, we'll go to you because I just obviously just did. We just talked about Zerse a bunch. Um, who who's getting in? Who's not getting in? That's what I want to know. It's so hard to say. Um, I think the one I put my most of my money on is probably Fnatic. I, I think they're probably going to make it. They're looking really good. Um, Keep in mind though, their schedule is they do have to play G two and Splice, so oh. I'd say harder harder schedule. I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah, they are they are a win up though. They're pretty comfortably at nine wins right now. They're nine and seven, so they do have definitely an edge in the the score line but the schedule is not great okay well that does sound pretty rough but i still think i, I think fanatic probably will make it um the first half of the split was pretty pretty bad from them but they've really picked it up i don't know what their win, win ratio is in the, in the second half of the split but it's probably pretty high um the second team i i i'm not sure it's so hard to say it's, yeah I, it's it's really all these teams are woefully inconsistent you've got misfits who have are somewhere, presumably. They're not on stage, but they're somewhere. The same is true for Schalke and SK, who are like, some of their games are great and some of their games yeah. are pretty abysmal. I think I'd have to go with Schalke. Um, Fnatic and Schalke. I, I don't think Misfits is going to pick it up. I think they need way more time. And I think SK is just... You just don't know what to expect from them. They're like a wild card sometimes. Like, they beat G2, but then other times, like, we beat them in like 25 minutes, right? So they, there's like different shades of SK. Yeah, I don't know which one's going to show up. Um, why the confidence in Schalke? 
because they've been falling off a cliff. Like, what is it? What is it that you see in Schalke that you're like, oh yeah? I guess when they lost to us, maybe it was like a maybe it woke them all up in like mm-hmm. reality check. Um, I think that <clears throat> they have really good players in Odoamne, Upset, Mento. I think they're really strong. Ignar is also really good. I think. I think they might have picked it up after they lost to us <clears throat> because they did win yesterday, I think, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, sorry. So I think they'll pick it up. What's their schedule like? Do you know? Their schedule is they, they play Rogue, which will definitely uh, support them. Sorry, Rogue. And they play OG. So it's a mixed bag as far as schedule goes. Hmm. Okay. I, yeah, I still, I'll stick with Schalke. I think Schalke Fnatic. Xerxes, uh, from your perspective, are you on the, the Fnatic Schalke train? Yeah, I, I, I agree with this because I feel like Misfits just. It's just they're not where they're supposed to be at this point. And I agree with SK being really inconsistent. Like, if you thought Splice is inconsistent, I feel like SK is on another level of inconsistency. So I will go with uh, Schalke Fnatic. All right. I mean, that feels a lot more clean cut than I expected it to be. As a reminder, in case you guys want to change and support SK, they do play Rogue first day. Okay, they play Vitality second day. Never mind. I thought we were going to have, like, a nice, consistent, like, ooh, maybe the schedule is good there. Um, And as a reminder for anyone watching, Misfits play Splice. Um, And... Why can't I find Misfits again? G2, okay, tough schedule. Uh, are you going to 2-0 this week, Cersei? You, got, you guys play... Um, why is this so hard? You guys play Misfits and Fnatic this week. Well, I'm not worried about the Misfits series. Yeah. But uh, I think the Fnatic game is the, last, is the last game of the season, so I'm hoping for an exciting game. I'm hoping we can get the win, but uh, as long as it's, it's a good game and, it, and it's exciting, that's all that matters. Kedro, if you could pick any jungle matchup to watch in the final game of the split, ignore the rest of the draft. Assume that whatever the draft is makes sense for the jungle champion. What jungle matchup would you want to see in this meta? Mm-hmm. Lee Sin versus Kha'Zix. I think this is the funnest matchup to play because <clears throat> either side can win. just depends which one's more skilled. So I'd like to see this one. That's so high. Why don't we see Lee Sin and Kha'Zix ever? I'm going to see Kha'Zix ever. I mean, I personally don't think Kha'Zix is in our league with Spore right now. And uh, listen, feels a bit situational. Like depends on the enemy team comp. So uh, that's why we don't really see these champions. How do you both feel right now about the state of jungle? Um, I want to get to Twitter questions in a minute here, so I don't want to stay here for too long. Just a few minutes on this one. But um, obviously, fatty nerfs to jungle XP. Riot Games was really not a fan of solo queue junglers taking over games at like level two and never stopping. Um, how do you feel right now? Do you feel like you're in a, in a good spot to play these like super impactful carry junglers, or does it feel like you either get to play Sidwani, Lee Sin, Jarvan, or you get to play like farm for six junglers, Nocturne, Karthus, etc.? Well, since the the nerfs to the experience, we've seen junglers like do the patting where you do red buff into Krags into Raptors, and three, like yeah. the, the reason why Krags are so important right now is because of the experience changes. That if you don't take Krags, you're gonna you're usually behind like two levels compared to your solo laners and that feels really really bad so in order to keep up with the experience like you have to take that crowd camp like on on respawn timer and uh, I don't really feel like I have too much of a say in the game I mean I have a lot of power in the early game like the first 10 minutes but then I kind of let my my team take the wheel and uh, I just roll with it (laughs) Do you feel the same way, Kajal? I mean, yeah, that's how jungle feels. Like, the couple, first couple of weeks, you could play, like, Kha'Zix and stuff, which is something I really enjoy playing. Um, but the thing is, after the first couple of clears, your XP, you just start, start falling behind more and more from your laners. But I think the first 15 minutes, you can control the game. But after that, you're just like a dog. 
if you're not playing a carry champ, you're just playing like Sejuani and Gregas, you're just an ult bot and it's not a great feeling. It would be nice if we had like more XP in jungle because then you can play like more power farming junglers and keep up with lanes and have way more tempo. Um, but I think the tank junglers are just better now. And I don't know how Korean teams just like blind pick Lee Sin all the time. They just, their coaches love them, I guess. I mean, the problem that I see right now is that <coughs> your AD carry is going to take your Raptors, your mid laner is going to take your Krugs, and your top laner is going to take Grom, and then support, the support once was for whatever reason, because they need Arden Sensor or something like that, and you are, you are there stuck with no camps. And don't forget blue and red go to AD carry mid. Of well. course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you get a scuttle every five minutes, that's about it. If you're lucky enough. Oh man, this sounds brutal. To be fair though, like, I, it's actually a really hard puzzle to solve, because... I w for a while, I was really dumb, and I was like, let's put more experience in Scuttle. That'll be a great idea. And then it was literally Xin Zhao Camille every single game. And obviously, I had no say over those changes. But I was like, oh, Riot Games, that makes sense. But the second that like you kind of add any additional reward, whether it's for counter-jungling or these neutral objectives, it's just like you just pick a level 2 jungler, and you just go fight for it every game. Yeah, I think the worst feeling is in competitive, it's like you have to do your Krugs to keep up. But once you go to Krugs, it feels like you're in an island. <clears throat> like the rest of your team's on the map and you're like on, on Krugs all the way over here and then like they're making a play top and you're just like, oh, I'll be there in about two minutes. Because part of the reason that camp is worth so much XP is because it takes a year. That yeah. camp takes forever. Like no champion clears Krugs quickly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why like you need to play champions with a lot of AoE. Like uh, Kane, but he's not really seen. Silas has a lot of AoE for the Krugs, but... And Tiamat was quite useful as well, but then that got nerfed. So yeah, they were they're just hitting us left, right, right and center in the nerfs. <sighs> Jat, if you watch this, make jungle better. That's the request here. Just two humble junglers from the LEC, the please. from like, this minor region known as, as known as Europe. We just just need a little jungle buff. Yeah. And the worst part is the scuttle because it's never going to be a one v one between the junglers because it it will always come up to who has spy on the adjacent lanes. So like even if you are the stronger jungler, let's say you are since against like if they name Millender. And then Evolden will come first. It doesn't matter your song, right? So you are just stuck there. Uh, and you just feel bad. You just look at the enemy Zach taking the crab in front of you and there is nothing you can do about it. Oh my god, that, that sounds like the worst feeling in the world. Watching a Zach steal any camp from you has to just be infuriating. It is really. But I think the best two feelings you can get as a jungler is like when you're mid laner gangs top and it's like, oh, you can take mid wave. It's like, oh, yes, <laughs> mid wave, thank God. Or it's like your bot lane like needs a push out and you're like, oh, sure. And you just take yeah, all the I'll help creeps. you reset. I'll help yeah. you. Yeah, you guys, push they're the freezing on you. Yeah, no problem. I'll walk right into you. Get lane. a quick level up. Don't mind me. <laughs> quick tower plate, plate gank. Actually, what I like to do is sometimes like sneak the blue off. Like I let my millionaire fight 1v1 for the mid pro. And then I just sneak you, take the blue off, and he doesn't realize. <laughs> like, he realizes five minutes after, hey, where is my blue off? I'm like, they took it. Enemy jungler took it. Yeah, especially when I mid plays like Zed and Akali and stuff, like energy champs. Oh. He always tells me, like, first blue is really important. Like, it can help me kill. So as he's, like, fighting in mid, I'm just, like, slowly doing it, hoping he doesn't notice. And if he doesn't, like, say anything, I'll just take it. And he'll be like, hey, I need those blue buffs on these champs. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. Oh, yeah, sorry, energy champ. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. It's really important. Mana, yeah. You have like unlimited mana, right? It's fine. It doesn't matter that it super helps you regen out. Yeah. Actually, the worst part for me is that in solo queue, I never ever give blue buff. And then when I play skins, I always have to give my blue buff. So. so you're like, guys, I swear to God, I can get to level six at like six yeah, like, and 30 seconds. Like I, I can get there. We're going to have level six ready to go. And then the mid laner's like, I need my blue buff. You're like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't get to level six in six minutes and 30 seconds. Like, you're not going to give me the blue okay, buff. Okay, bro. You can take the blue buff, but I will not be on the same map with you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, be farming those. If you crugs. take blue, I go to Krugs. I don't exist for another thirty seconds. That's your choice. That's my deal. 
I feel like it is a barter. I feel like there was a point where the role was so powerful that you could just do whatever you wanted and you give any camps away you wanted, and now you're at the point where your team has to choose. They can choose that they get a, they get your buffs and they can take your camps, but you're going to be living on Krugs for the rest of the game and you won't participate, or they can have a jungler. And I'm just saying more teams should give up their blue buff. Mid lane's <laughs> overrated. That's my stance. Buff Even if jungle. it's the most important lane in the game, prio, whatever, don't care. Buff jungle. That's what I like to hear, Cajal. Um, Twitter questions. Our final segment of the day. Thank you, gentlemen, for talking to me about a little bit about jungle. As a former Kane one trick, I had to branch out at some point, but it doesn't sound like a good time to go back to the jungle, I'll be honest. Um, I asked for your dream final. Looking at the teams that are locked in playoffs, um, I got a ton of different answers, uh, including one or two that were not at all related to playoffs. Shout out to the guy who said Jedis versus Time Lords, um, if there are any Doctor Who fans. Do you watch do you Doctor Who? Are you a Doctor Who fan? I used to watch it a long time ago when David Tennant was the Doctor Who. Good times. Back in the days. And since Do you have any idea? There's no idea. That's oh, fine. Dude, like, it's, it's, it's like, just don't insult it. That's all you need to know. The fan base is very scary sometimes, but it's a pretty, it's an okay show. It's an all right show. It's a good time. Um, and of course, the people who said Rogue versus XL Final, because, yeah, I don't know what, why you said that, but shout outs, shout outs for the BM. Um, but of course, we did get a, a few more answers as well. Um, Lucas Prandstetter at Famous Old Spice said, I'll go for Splice versus Vitality as my dream final. Both teams get underrated again and again. Vitality's already, always rated one tier below the top, no matter how good they are. Spice might be the cleanest team right now, and people still see them as playoff gatekeepers. One of them could break out of that then. So tell me about the Splice versus Vitality final. Cadrill, actually, mix up. Cadrill, who wins Splice versus Vitality in the final? And what's the score? It's definitely going to go to five games. Yeah. Uh, we already, play, uh, yeah, already the, played Vitality, to be fair. In the third place match, right? Yeah, and we won again. You did win. You that was a while two. ago. Yeah. I think Splice will win 3-2. You think Splice won 3-2? Yeah. To be fair, Jizuke was hard struggling that series. I mean, that's not my problem, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the same game. All right, that's fair. Uh, and then... Um, Next one comes from at Splice or Splice slash Rogue Brackwin at Brackwin. Dream final is Splice. I got two Splice ones. I didn't. I didn't do this intentionally. Whoa. Splice versus G two. Kabi versus Perks. Three years later. Do you guys? Do you remember the Splice versus G two final last time it happened? Was that the one where Splice was like ninth place Spring and then they went to Worlds? Yeah, in summer? yeah. Then they went to Worlds in summer. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they like Senkux got a quadra kill in Spring and that was the only thing that people remember. And they like barely survived relegations and then they came back and they were. They had a good split overall. That was like the pretty much all Danish lineup with uh, Mickey being the exception. Worked out pretty well. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Kabi versus Perks. Is there any? Is do you think that's like a rivalry that Kabi cares about at all? Mm, I'm not too sure about it to be fair. So I don't. I really don't know. Do you want to beat G2? You've you've played G2 in the final as well. Yeah, I mean, I would like to take the win, <laughs> but <laughs> but. You're gonna be. You're gonna be. You told me you're gonna be like the best team by playoffs. Yeah. When it comes to playoffs, I'll be confident. We're not in playoffs yet, so like I'm <laughs> you, still. You're still scared of me too. Yeah, I'm still chilling. But when it comes like when playoffs will arrive, then I'll be full confident. I mean that's fair. They're they're still pretty scary, even if they've been kind of running it down in some of these games. Um, last one, at uh, Hellbird at, God Toronto Copy. You guys have really complicated names. Um, Dream final would involve zero summoner's rift whatsoever. All teams must instead submit one member to participate in arts and crafts corner. I understand this gives an unfair advantage to Xerxes specifically, but I need it. Can Splice win the arts and crafts fair corner? Do you think your paint skills are enough to carry? No. <laughs> you don't? You, 
let's where's see. The like, confidence. Yeah, where's the confidence in the arts and crafts corner? You know, like I still can't believe how many people like my drawings because like they are so. Because let's see. Because in play for play, other playoffs contender, you have Hans Sama, who might get knocked out. That could be an easy boon to the arts and crafts corner. You have Maxler, who plays piano. That's like two people gone if Misfits can't make it. <laughs> Is there anyone with arts and crafts skills on your team? Mm, no. No artists? Okay. I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else who can contest you. So I guess I just auto win because I have no competition. <laughs> you might auto win because you have no competition. Perks was playing an instrument, wasn't he? Oh, Perks is actually, actually insane at guitar. That'd be oh, tough. Man. He plays some sick, I think, Spanish like Spanish guitar is his thing. I don't think I can compete against that. Your MS Paint drawings are pretty good. Yeah. Can we get the full committal to the MS Paint drawing for for the promo of this episode, if you have time? Yes, I will definitely work on it. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Now, I don't know when it will be done, but I promise I'll work on it. I like it. Now, the final, 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 final thing is bets, which I almost forgot, but a wonderful producer, Phil, reminded me. Now, we planned a bet in advance, and it's about who is going to get second place. Now, currently, three teams are fighting for it. Splice, Vitality, OG. Xerxes, would it be safe to say that you would predict that Splice will get second? I mean, the only problem with that is that we are 0-2 against Vitality. So, in order for us to get second, Vitality would have to lose one game, right? And yeah. then us to win like the next two games. Lucky for you, they face us next week, so they are going to lose. Okay, then we will get second place. Okay, Kedril, we got we got a spice prediction. You get now you're second. You get I'll, I will give you Vitality you're, you're, or OG. You're I, I will ta- I will take the last one. I will take it. I'm gonna go with OG. All right, is I that who you were going to go for? I was going to go for OG. Okay, <laughs> thank you. All right, Vitality it is. They've, they haven't done me wrong yet. I did predict or did win a bet predicting OG versus Vitality the week Saken came in, so it's probably fair that I predict Vitality when they have full-strength lineup. Um, stakes, ladies and gentlemen, you might remember the Wadid Spicy Ramen bet. We're going to hit it again, but this time, full series review of one of the quarterfinals. Um, we've confirmed that our boy Cadrill will still be in town, so this is going to be happening. So there will be one winner, obviously, for the second place, and the two losers will have to eat the spiciest thing we can find. Um, and then, while still, no, you're not allowed to drink any water, super spicy, and then while still dealing with the immeasurable, insufferable pain that is either spicy ramen or some other godforsaken pepper. I don't know. We will find a way. You will have to give us an, a detailed analytical breakdown of every game in the series. And my only restriction is each game has to be at least 45 seconds. So it could be as short as like two minutes that you're suffering in this burning mouth of hell. Or if it's a five-game series, it could be real long, boys. It could be real long. The struggle will be real. I'm done. Okay, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen... This has been episode nine, featuring Xerxes and Cadrill. We're gonna come up with a, a, a buff jungle. Please buff jungle, Rito please buff jungle. That's my pitch for the title. It's not eloquent, but it really gets the point across to anyone to anyone reading or watching. Um, thank you so much for watching. Of course, we have more bets that are gonna get resolved in the future. And until, oh, and we also have a special playoff episode coming up next week, maybe the week after, next week. Uh, so stay tuned for more info. I don't want to overpromise because we still have to get people to commit, but we might have a super duper euphoria special next week. So be excited for that. Otherwise, thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next time.